Welcome to our next episode of the Svas Emes podcast. My name is Rabbi Yona Bookstein. Our learning will be informed by the work of Rabbi Nassan Chaim Leff and his Emes Ve'emuna book, in addition to other commentaries. We hope you enjoy the class. Okay, we're learning in Parsha Va'era, the Svas Emes, and he begins by quoting a midrash, uh, and the midrash uh, from Shmos Rabbah, for, uh, for midrash Rabbah and Shmos, it quotes a Mishnah in Brachos, and this is chapter five, number one in in Brachos, and it says one should not daven, uh, one should not begin to daven unless they're in the proper frame of mind. Uh, and and uh, we'll get to what that is. Uh, the, the proper frame of mind, being in the right frame of mind, is so important uh, that a person cannot interrupt. Right? So first of all, they shouldn't even start davening, right? And then, even when they are davening, they have to work very hard to keep their focus and concentration on their davening. And it says that a person shouldn't interrupt the raven, even if a serpent has coiled himself itself around your heel. Um. So you've got a you've got a snake wrapped around you. Uh, you're supposed to keep davening, not interrupt. But the uh, the Gemara uh, um, in discussing this points out that uh, um, that if you're let's say you get a scorpion on your shoe, okay, that that that's more serious, and you can interrupt your prayer. To uh, to get rid of the scorpion, okay. So the snake gotta you know suffer through it. Hopefully you're not like Indiana Jones, and uh, uh, if you're uh, if it's a scorpion though, you can uh, take um, you know take measures to uh, to to protect yourself. And uh, it's very interesting. So why what does this have to do with the Jews being slaves in Egypt? <laughs> What does this have to do with, you know, the price of tea in China? Uh, and so he's going to explain this awesomely. Which, you know, there's a... And the meta question is, you know, why do different things happen to us as a people or as individuals, right? And so the big question is, you know, why did our ancestors have to go down to Egypt? Why did we have to? We've discussed this in different ways in different times. But what, what was one of the things that was necessary for the Jewish people to be in Egypt was to prepare us for living afterwards in Eretz Yisrael, right? We talk about very often how the, the Bina Mitzrayim was necessary to learn about how to live in Gullis, how to live in exile. And that is true. But now we're going to learn how living, how this time in, Eretz, in, in Mitzrayim was also necessary to prepare the Jewish people for living in Eretz Yisrael. And, and the Sfas Emes notes that when the Midrash lists the gifts from Hashem for which suffering is necessary, right? There are certain gifts you need suffering. One of them is Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. It, it is, uh, you get a lot of schar, you get a lot of merit and a lot of reward, but there's also a lot of uh, challenges and hardships. So how did the experience in Mitzrayim prepare us to live in Eretz Yisrael? The Sfas Emes explains in a way which is also kind of mysterious. 
So he says, one who has triumphed, so these are two uh, 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 chazals, two maxims of the sages. One who's triumphed over the serpent shall marry the king's daughter, and not everyone who deems themselves worthy is in fact worthy. So where, where was he heading? So the serpent to which the Midrash refers to is in Mitzrayim, what it's getting at is that the serpent is connected to the power of, of sexuality and its potential for abuse. And the Svasemis makes this connection by an allusion to the serpent who got Adam and Chava into trouble in Gan Eden. And then Mitzrayim was, a, it was, was we have to remember, was a place also known for its uh, uh, illicit, illicit uh, promiscuous behavior. If you want to know more, you can look in the Prophet Yechezkel, chapter 23. So Mitzrayim was not considered a place of uh, a high moral standing, certainly when it came to uh, uh, to, uh, interpersonal affairs. So Egypt was a place to learn to deal with, and now we're going to use this serpent not as in the actual being, you know, uh, uh, the, the snake, the serpent, but rather the, the temptation uh, which, which people are, are, uh, are, uh, are, were, had in Egypt and the, 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 the promiscuous society that was Egypt and, the, and they had to learn how to, to live a different way, right? They had to learn how to uphold the, the Torah's uh, uh, cons- you know, and, and the Jewish ideals about how one should behave in, in this manner in our lives, right? So, um, but then a fair question, we say, why did the Jewish people need special training? And couldn't we have just gotten a book? Why did we have to go down to Mitzrayim? Obviously, lots of things were, 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 were going on in Mitzrayim, but, this, but it's hard to understand why we had to endure all, all, all the the Sibaylis Mitzrayim, all the the the, the, the ch- enormous suffering in Egypt, so that we would learn how to deal with the serpent of sexuality. So we have to understand that a little bit more. Also, why do we need special training? So apparently, we that Eretz Canaan, the land which the Jewish people inherited, and which they they conquer and settle. Uh, is also a place where the serpent, that is that draw, that that draw of that kind of energy is also very strong. And the Zohar even refers to Kana'an as a serpent. And the Zohar is concerned with our our our, our weakness, the an inability to handle the seductive powers of the serpent. And so, so, so we see that uh, um, the, that one of the things that this Vasemis is 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 introducing are some of the 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 benefits, albeit very difficult, of being in Mitzrayim, and we normally think about them in terms of how they prepared us to live in exile now, but what we don't always think about is how they prepared us to live in Eretz Israel, and that the Jewish people needed to be to be trained, emboldened, however you want to use the word, 
that they should be able to uphold a very high level of moral uh, uh, standing when it comes to interpersonal relationships and, and that they shouldn't descend into a promiscuous society. Now, this concern we can see in other places. If you look in the Parsha, chapter 6, uh, in Shmos, chapter 6, number 4, one of the ways that Eretz Yisrael is referred to is Eretz Migurehem, which we normally associate as the land of their sojourning, right? And, and referring to the Avos, referring to our matriarchs and patriarchs. Eretz Migurehem, where they sojourned. But the Sfas Emes is going to read this a little bit differently. Migurehem comes from the root Yagar, or right to fear, to be in awe. And he's, he's reading it as not Migurehem, the land which they sojourned, but Migurehem, the land of heightened awareness of Hashem, which we all can bear witness to. And a place where we can really accept Hashem's sovereignty over the uh, over us in the world. So Eretz Migorehem, it's a place of 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 heightened us awareness of Hashem. So why is this so? So Rabbi Lef infers this from, and he gives us this kind of answer. He says that that the sages. Um, you know, have this idea, right, that they, it's in the Gemara, and forgive me if I forgot where, that, that, that the, that the, uh, Yetzir Hara of a, is greater for a person who's on a, who's on a higher spiritual level than for a person on a lower spiritual level. It seems to be counterintuitive, one would think that that the spiritual uh, 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 level of a person would be some kind of, of, of protective measure on the Yetzirah, on the temptation for doing with that which they shouldn't be doing. Um, and, and, but the, the Gemara says not like that. The Chazal say not like that. They say that in fact, those who are on a higher spiritual level have a, 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 are more susceptible to the Yetzirah. And so now let's think about Eretz Yisrael. If Eretz Yisrael is a place with a higher level of Kedusha, right, and it's a place of a higher level of spirituality is possible, and an awareness of Hashem is possible, so therefore Eretz Yisrael also is a place of, 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 of an increased susceptibility to the opposite. So Rabbi Lef calls it that the Jewish people were, were immunized. A, a popular word right now. Right? That the Jewish people were immunized. Uh, and, and the truth is, let's think about that for a second. We'll go off topic. And not off topic, we'll just go off notes. What is immunization? Historically, immunization... We don't do it this way anymore. But historically, the immunization was invented by introducing 
a little foreign matter of the of the disease into the person, but a very, very small amount, so that the body could react to it and, and form a defense. And then in the future, when the body was exposed to it, it wouldn't be susceptible, right? Those, they used to put a little bit of the, the, the gross, but the pus uh, of, of, uh, from the disease victims under the skin of somebody, and they would immunize them. So, so introducing these kind of, so this is the, this is the classical uh, immunization. That's the classical uh, way of understanding it, right? Is that having a small exposure to something can protect you from something much, much worse. So that's the idea going on here. Again, it's not so small, but they still had to be immunized against this the, the pull of the Yitzhahara. And I'll tell you that, again, there are a few parents out there in our class that uh, we all want to shelter our children. Again, I'm way off notes here for a moment. We all want to shelter our children uh, and, and keep them from uh, things which are bad for them. It's the, that, that's the, if, a, if a parent's not doing that, they're not doing their job as a parent, right? That's like a primary thing, right? Look, safeguard our children, educating our children, right? So one of the ways we try to safeguard them is, is against all kinds of things, not just physical dangers, but, but spiritual dangers and so forth. And uh, um, when it comes to exposure to certain things in our society, um, we have to try to think about how we can also immunize our children in such a way that they won't be tempted by those things when they, as they grow up. Right, if we make something so so taboo, uh, uh, or something that they don't that they don't ever see, and then they're introduced to it at a later age, it could be also a problem. So if to work on every family is different, and 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 many people might not even accept that uh, parenting advice. But I'll just share parenthetically. You know, we we one of the one of the unintended consequences of doing the outreach work that we were doing at. Uh, 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 at music festivals, uh, when the kids were smaller, and we only would take them to one festival, by the way, uh, that was family friendly. But even the family friendly festivals, lots of people are uh, are high or they're on drugs of some kind or another, and uh, and the kids always talk whenever the subject comes up. Uh, uh, that, in a way, you know, I don't know what they're going to do in their lives, but we always talk about how. Exposure to people who are totally tripping and, and, and insane off drugs is, is kind of an immunization about wanting to get into drugs because the, the, when you're sober, you see what a total mashugana you've become and you're not so running to necessarily do those things. Uh, and, but you, in, in, in more practical terms, of course, um, you know, again, you know, uh, uh, Children should wear their helmets when they when they are on on you know on their bicycles or other kinds of things, right? Um, I, if you can expose a child to somebody, you know, God forbid, who who got injured seriously, uh, then it's it becomes more you know more apparent. So we we as parents, we 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 probably even practice this kind of uh, we'll call it uh, you know. Um, uh, immunization on certain issues which you think are unsafe for our kids. So now let's get back to our Torah, right? The Hashem wants that the Jewish people should have a level of, of built-in resiliency, 
right? To the, to the, to the, because if they're going to go up in a higher level, they're also going to have more susceptibility to the Yetzirah. So, living in, living in Eretz Yisrael, which is a place of intense, you know, spiritual uh, 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 potential, um, uh, we now, we, you know, so now we understand what these two maxims are all about. Only he who is triumphed over the serpent shall marry the king's daughter, right? What's that mean, right? If you, if you, uh, uh, living in Eretz Yisrael is a privilege, right? And, and not everyone who deems themselves worthy is actually worthy, right? In other words, that the, marrying the king's daughter is akin to living in Eretz Yisrael, Right? And not everybody who thinks they are worthy of living there actually is is uh, is on that level. Woo. Okay. Now let's get even. Let's go even. We have more time. Okay. Let's go a little bit further here. Um. One of the things that the serpent. And we've talked about this you know, in previous years. That the serpent is, Chazal tell us, and, and the Shasemis explains, is connected to, a, to, an, to an Avera which is done with passion, with heat. So, maybe anger, right? That kind of, you know, heat, that kind of anger. Uh, and then the scorpion represents uh, things that are done with creerus, coldly. And right, Amalek, as we remember, it says, Asher Karcha Baderech, right, which we've explained means that Hashem, excuse me, that, that Amalek cooled off the Jewish people. They were on a big high. They had just crossed the, 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 the sea. They were on such a high spiritual level and, and along comes Amalek and cools us off. And if you look in the, in the Rashi there, you see, you know, I think he says like somebody who made a hot bath, right? And they're, and, but before they can get into their hot bath, somebody else jumps into their hot bath and then it's their turn. And of course the bath is not hot anymore, right? So that's, I think that's the Rashi there on uh, Amalek too. Like he cooled us off. He just cooled off our, our, you know, we were fired up. And then Amalek comes along. But there's another thing that Amalek does, okay, is that he can also entice us to do mitzvos in a cool way. Let me explain what that means. Uh, um, so there's a gematria of Amalek, right, is suffake. Right, we always that's a, that's the root. The root of Amalek is suffake, which means doubt. And this fast so now we remember before, keep in mind what we said at the very beginning, right? That the serpent is not as dangerous as a scorpion. The serpent represents those things which we do with great passion. But at least there's passion. Now the the on the other hand, the flip side, the scorpion, if it's gonna represent cooling off, okay, 
it's actually much, much worse. And we'll explain. The he he explains it by way of the uh, 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 the coolness with which Lavan was trying to destroy us. So if you remember, right back by Lavan, and we actually talk about it in the Haggadah, right? Lavan, Lavan didn't come out with a, a shotgun to try to take out our ancestor, right? What with Yitzchak? Excuse me, with Yaakov. What did Lavan do with Yaakov? Oh yeah, come on in, be part of my family, marry my daughters, let's do business together, right? It was, he didn't try to take out Yaakov with a shotgun, he tried to kind of just, you know, in a sly way to to to, to, to entice uh, uh, Yaakov away from, from what he was supposed to be doing in life, right? That's the, that's the coolness, so that's cool as in like, cool a person off from their fire of, of, of uh, and, and excitement about about Judaism or Torah or whatever mitzvot, but also in a it it also refers to kind of a way of tempting somebody away from something in a way that the person's not aware that they are being uh, 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 pulled away from it. They're seduced away from it in a very uh, uh, a subtle manner. And and the the Svasemis says that actually that the spiritual sickness of Kriros, of, of, of either being cool to something, right, not being on fire, right, is a, is a huge moral ailment. It's an it's a immoral ailment in society. And that, on, he says, until Hashem's name is complete, until the coming Mashiach, this won't be solved. And there's two specific features of, of this Kriros that the Svasemis also wants to underline, which is Atzvus and Atzlus. And we'll finish with this. Atzvus is Lolenu, depression. And Atzlus is like laziness or inability to take initiative. Of course, today what we say, you know, there's kind of a colloquial something's cool that can also be as a as a code word for like laid back or disengaged. But we're not. Go- that's not what he, you know, but it actually it kind of jives a little bit. Right. So Asa's depression, God forbid, and laziness, God forbid. Right. So when a person uh, is is depressed, there's no there. It, it's so hard for them to be to be uh, uh, excited uh, about the opportunity to serve Hashem. And if a person is lazy, if a person is, it has, is, is, is uh, afflicted with, um, with, with, uh, uh, with atzlus, so they don't have the initiative to make the changes that are necessary in their life. So we got to end on a high point, of course. We can't end uh, you know, on, a, on a little bit of a downer. So um, uh, sit you know that that we just got through part of the Svasemis. I want to add on this this thing to uh, lift us up a little bit here. Uh, is that the the way to warm a person up from the coolness 
of being afflicted by the scorpion is 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 exposure therapy right it's being exposed to torah right it's being it's so so uh um even a little bit even a little bit of the warmth of torah uh uh can help to can help to dislodge a person uh from from wherever they are and uh but you know every, it there's it's not like you know torah is a, a vast sea of spiritual medicine so one has to know what 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 they need from that that spiritual uh, uh medicine chest right uh, uh that's going to so everybody knows themselves probably better than anybody else or maybe you have a good friend or a life partner who knows you and we have so if a person ever god forbid god forbid feels that a that the that they're under, uh, uh, that they're feeling the, the, the pain of the, the, the draw of the Yetzirah that's not being able to overcome it, or that they're afflicted with the Kriris of the, of the scorpion, and they're feeling just a little bit burned out or not uh, excited about whatever Indian in, 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 in Yiddishkeit that they're feeling a little bit, or they have Safek, you know, it's very easy, especially when when certain things happen in the world, and we want to talk about the person's name, when, when great, great, uh, you know, scandals come out, and it really can rock a person's uh, uh, foundation, right? So then they have to turn to that medicine, which they know will will uh, lift them up. So maybe it's a nigun from Reb Shlomo, maybe it's a Torah from the Svas Emes, maybe it's uh, maybe it's gastronomic, maybe it's uh, you know herring and onions, but a person has to figure out what is that Torah that is going to be this, the, that their neshama needs to, to bring a little warmth to their, to the neshama. And then, you know, through that, through that, they will be able to uh, break out of even the most, uh, but the most uh, dangerous uh, matzav. May Hashem give us a lot of, of uh, a fire uh, to serve Hashem and give us a lot of of spiritual armor to to uh, protect ourselves, uh, because as we elevate ourselves spiritually, we'll always be introduced to new challenges, and may Hashem give strength to overcome and and be victorious in all of those struggles. May Abraham have a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you for listening to the Svasemes podcast. If you enjoy this class, please share it with your friends. We're now available wherever. Anchor podcasts are available. Shabbat Shalom. Good Shabbos.